Hey guys, Nate Clear, uh, your host, along with Nick Krakowski for Nondell Influencers Podcast. And today we have Matt Coles, Plaza Home Mortgage, the innovator of Minute with Matt. Matt, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. This is a cool opportunity. Yeah, no, we appreciate you uh, you agreeing to be on the show. Um, so this show is for anybody, whether you're investor account executive, you are a broker, you're a correspondent, you're a branch manager, you have your own shop. Um, we're going to be talking a lot today about organizing your week, organizing your day, um, what we do and what we've found and what we've seen others do to be successful. Um, so please, guys, uh, be sure that at the end of this podcast to join the Nondell Influencers Podcast, nondellinfluencerspodcast.com, um, and all materials to help you build your day, et cetera, are nondellinfluencers.com as well. So let's get started. Um, Matt, if you don't mind, I want to pick on Nick a little bit here. Nick's managing um, around 200 accounts here for first wow. lending, warehouse lending perspective. Those are lender accounts generally dealing with um, owners of, of you know various size lenders. Yep. And uh, and somehow he's not resting on his laurels. He's still out there um, hitting the pavement and bringing on new accounts. So, Nick, what do you do to set up your week? What is there a regimen from a you know Hey, Mondays I do this, Tuesdays I do. What does that look like? Yeah. So you know certainly you know got a schedule throughout the week of. You know, Mondays, uh, well, first things first, get into the office and every day is, you know, clear out your inbox from whatever came out the night before, right? That's always number one. And then make your, get your legal pad or however you need to do it, right? And just write down what's, what are your things that need to get done today? What are your goals that need to get done today on top of, you know, what are your weekly goals? Mm -hmm. um, so typically Mondays, right? It's always a, a good start to the week, plan out your week, um, touch everything that's on your desk, right? Whether that be applications and process whether that be approvals that you're waiting for, you're waiting on conditions for other things. Um, so typically I'm, I'm just going through that. Anything that I've been working on that's in process, that's my Monday. I'm gonna to touch every single one of those. And once I'm done with that, then I can move on to other prospecting or follow-ups. Um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, those are outbound calls, prospecting and outbound calls. Those are just, hey, let's smile and dial all day, get on the phones, hammer out, you know, hopefully 80 to 100 calls um, if you can, right? Wednesdays, um, similar, right? Just make sure you get all your paperwork. It's, it's kind of a paperwork catch-up Yeah, day. usually those, I end up finding those to be more hosting trainings, hosting yep. webinars, yep. doing stuff like we're doing today. Trainings, webinars is big, and then just, you know, just kind of a lot of follow-up with, with, current, with current clientele. Just, hey, everything going well? Uh, do we need a little insight on the system? I see you got some new team members. Let's bring them in. Let's do a refresher course. Um, so just staying on top of that, make sure you're, you're touching your, your current customer base, um, right? And then Friday, same, similar to that Wednesday, right? Just, you know, making sure that everything through the week followed up as planned. Did you miss anything? Kind of touch base on anything that you did, may have missed um, or didn't get to. Um, and really just setting up your success for the next week, right? What do I need to get done? Um, that way next week I can walk into the office with, with a clean slate um, and, and do this all over again. And Matt, Nick, let me, sorry, Nick, I want to follow up on something if you don't mind. Let me ask you a question. So 80 to 100 phone calls in this work environment, rough percentage. How many? How much time are you getting voicemail? Oh, man, uh, probably seven, 80%. 80% is voicemail. Right. So right. That email, eight, have a quick email that's already preset, right? Just copy and paste, send it off, and, and, and move on. 
Right. So that 80%, right? You got like, if you know you're going to get voicemail, you know, on your a majority of your outbound sales calls, right? One of the things that you need to do to pick up time and to be efficient is to have a script for your voicemail. You're yep. saying, hey, hey, it's Nick at First Funding. Give me a call back. Doesn't really enthusi- you know, drive the enthusiasm to be like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk to Nick, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure to have a script ready to rock and roll about a theme or something that might be going on to drive that return phone call. That's the most that's one of the most important things I think for everyone in our in our world. For outbound sales calls, it is very standard to get voicemail these days and to leave a basic, hey, call me back, doesn't work anymore. No. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, there's there's a lot I touch on. I mean, I'll touch on past notes, um, just depending on, you know, I like to make notes in the CRM of, hey, conversations we had in the past. Hey, look, I know we were talking about this three months ago, so on and so forth. Um, right, but yeah, I certainly agree. Having a script, uh, it helps. And I think uh, if I maybe had a better script, I'd get a little bit more callback sometime. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I mean, you got the got the template for the uh, for the uh, outbound message, right, that you're going to send via email as a follow-up. Nate and I always, you know, make cheesy sales calls with each other. It's one of the fun things we like to do. Um, and I've been pre- putting into practice, uh, hey, you were on my mind and I read an article. And then I send them an article that has nothing to do with anything that we've ever talked about. Uh, but it gives me a reason to follow up with them, right? And it's just a cool unique thing that you're going to try to want to position yourself as. So you're like, Oh, this guy was thinking about me and uh, he wants me to read this article that he shared with me. So uh, just, you know, having a script or having something that drives that phone call back is definitely important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, a lot of the times you, you have that, right. And you do that for one week and then you go back into your old ways, right. Of the convenient, well, I got to do the activity. I got to do the activity. Number one, Nick, your relentlessness on staying on the phones and doing the follow-up. I mean, we we preach in and out, right? Is that you've got to get to at least 12 no's before you actually know it's a no, right? If you don't get your touch count, not 12 no's, 12 touches, right? Before you're going to get a yes or a no in most of these sales cycles. And so if you can't get those 12 in, then you're not going to be successful. But if you can drive to getting more of those decisions done using tools like you, Matt, um, if not that you're a tool, Matt. <laughs> but the tools that you're you're putting forth, I think I think, the, I think the jury's still out on that. Um, I would say, Nate, that is like that is one of the most important things. And uh, you know, over here at Plaza Home Mortgage, we get a lot of inbound opportunities. Right, we have uh, an award-winning training program at Plaza Home Mortgage, outbound training for our customers. Right, and so when someone signs up for a training with Plaza Home Mortgage. That is my sales team blessing to schedule the next 10 or 12 touches with them right from that touch point, right? Thank you for attending the training. A week later, did you learn anything from the training? A week later, did you put into practice anything from the training? Four weeks later, did you also know that we did this? Five weeks later, hey, it's been a while since you've attended that training. Is there anything else you want to learn? Like you got to keep that cycle up. You can't just let two or three touches go by without anything happening right if nothing happens after two or three touches that you got to continue that cycle you got to be able to plan out eight 10 12 touches in order to be an effective uh salesperson and have effective follow-up yeah so matt real quick i mean too on you know on scheduling out those after those trainings are you guys you know putting a campaign together that's kind of help automating some of that response or some of that, that those touches or is this really dependent upon your team 
to you know make sure that I've got something on my books every week to call this person, or is right. it so I, kind of I work I work in sorry I, I work in two different CRMs. So one CRM is for um, outbound uh, sales recruiting for for hiring, right? So yeah. that's my that's my management CRM. Then I also have a CRM that's for clients, right? Brokers, you know, that, that's our customers, brokers, loan officers, that side of it. Both of those have a feature where I'm able to set a reminder on a weekly basis to contact this person, okay? So when I wake up in the morning, I am a huge fan of crossing things off of my to-do list. So this morning when I woke up and I opened up my uh, management CRM, I had seven phone calls that I had to make today that were already laid out for me. And I just checked the boxes, call, call those seven people. And I have finished my follow-up for that particular day. Same thing with the loan officers. I can schedule it on a quarterly follow-up, which is way too long for a salesperson, monthly, weekly, bi-weekly, however you want to set it up so that you're constantly staying in touch. And honestly, you, Nick, to your point and to your credit, there's no way that you can be expected to remember to follow up with 200 shops on a regular basis unless you had a system in process. If you're doing it without a system, you're going to let things fall through the cracks. Of course. Yeah. And I think we've seen that time and time again, Matt, you've been here in our offices. We've got a rel relatively young sales team, right? And so there's a lot of benefits, right? We can train them the right way. We can get them up to speed, et cetera. But it's amazing when you see folks that start transitioning from, you know, the 20 or 30 that they can keep in their mind and they're not necessarily using all of the tools that have been been built out or the processes that have been established or following a weekly guide plan because it's like, oh, no, I can keep managing this. I can keep managing this. And then before you know it, they run completely out of touch with what needs to happen. Right. And they're they're constantly forgetting things or they're missing opportunities. And so hundred percent. I mean, we're right now in the process of revamping our CRM for that exact thing. We want to be able to then start tracking, right? If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So great. Maybe we are getting a ton of calls out and I'm hearing folks on the phone all the time, but to your point, maybe it's the scripting, right? Maybe, you know, we got a bunch of apps sent, but then our follow-up and what we're talking about on the phone isn't resonating with them. So we're not, you know, we're not transitioning in those into new accounts. How are you guys managing? Because Matt, you manage a much larger team than I do across multiple states, et cetera. Um, how do you find from managing a team perspective, um, what do you find that works, whether systematically, one-on-one -on -one meeting? What do you, you know, it's, uh, uh, Nate, you and I have talked about this and uh, we've, shared, we've shared stories about this. It's evolved for me greatly since I first became a manager. Yeah. Uh, my head could not fit through the door when I first became a sales manager. I was basically telling people just to do what I do. Look at how successful I am, <laughs> right? Like, and it, what, what an arrogant, stupid statement to make because everyone does things differently. Uh, and really, I, I, I get to know the salespeople, what works for them, and how to best position myself to be able to support them and their needs, okay? Now, there are structures that I need people to follow. There are things that we need to do, tools in place that we need them to use. But not everyone's going to get the same value out of every single tool. And so if you see resistance, right, this is one of the things I've learned uh, over years of management. If you see resistance, they're not resisting to be difficult. They're resisting because the process or the tool you put in place doesn't work for them. 
So you really got to put your ears and eyes out and say, okay, well, um, we have this tool. Let's use this tool. How can I help you customize it or figure out a better process for you in order for it to be effective? As a manager, I don't, I'm not asking my salespeople to follow up to keep their thumb on them. I'm asking them to follow up because I do believe it breeds success, right? And so I want all my salespeople to be successful, but I can't coach the same way to each one, if that makes uh, good sense to you guys. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, and I think we've got, you know, something similar to that. And certainly, in, you know, kind of from a warehouse lending perspective, when we're onboarding these new companies and we're hearing more from, um, you know, the managers that are either bringing on new hires or they've got an existing book. I mean, one of our previous guests, uh, you know, Rosegate and those guys over there, you know, we were chatting with them. I was like, you know, how are you finding success among your loan officers? You guys are setting a pretty high bar, but naturally you're not bringing on a hire if you don't think that they're you know qualified, right? So I mean, that's something like they should be excited about that. Hey, I believe in you. I think that you can hit these numbers, et cetera. Um, and what we find, of you know, kind of, in a lot of the more successful shops that are adding loan officers to their roster, not just scatter shooting, is that they're providing what you're talking about, which is more of this kind of one-on-one, -on -one, let me help understand you know, your method of, you know, A, going to market, B, what you believe your value proposition is, whether it be, you know, loan officer to real estate agent, loan officer to um, you know, to investors, to direct borrowers, friends and family, to builders, right? However that works, right? So that they have the tools and products and the expertise to know about that. And, and what you're saying is that your account executives, essentially, they have those different type of value props that they're going after a certain market share. What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to use the two of you as a perfect example. I know you guys pretty well. Your style is not the same as Nick, and Nick's not style is not the same as yours, right? right? I mean, your guys' style is very, very unique, and it's really cool to see how successful both of you are with your each unique way that you deliver that. So if I see somebody who really, you know, I have a, an AE on my team that's really uh, charged up in front of customers. I would put him in front of any customer that I work with and I know he'll knock it out of the park. Others are a little bit more technical, like to sit back, maybe analyze some of the, uh, of the needs of the customer before they go out. So you really just want to make sure you're customizing that. And as a manager, it's my job, I believe, to, to recognize what their strengths are and help them flush that out so that they're co comfortable bringing that to their customer to their customer base. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Nick, what are you seeing now? I mean, we've had a couple of you know really interesting meetings with some guys that are seeing some meteoric growth. Yeah. What are they doing? I mean, there's there's two things, right? That they're 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 finding that growth, at least in the units and the volumes that we're able to fund for them. I think like one of them's got to be recruiting. I think recruiting is is really the biggest name of the game right now. I mean, um, you know, we've got lenders who are looking to actually increase their facilities right now. You know, it's it's not their current loan officers that are, hey, you know what, we just all of a sudden just stumbled into this real estate office and we're getting all the business. Yeah. Uh, no, they're 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 out there, you know, fighting tooth and nail for loan officers. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what they're doing, how they're organizing and getting set up? Um, I know we don't want to give too many trade secrets yeah. away, but you know, kind of getting close. I mean, some of them are, are fairly, uh, I don't know, aha, like, duh, of course, why didn't I think of this, you know, moments? 
as far as how they're growing. Yeah, how they're how they're going out there in implementing the process so that they can consistently be recruiting in the markets that they're in. Yeah, I think it all comes down to, I mean, really just the organizing of their day-to-day. And once they can figure out, okay, let's put this process and procedures in place of this non-Dell channel. Mm-hmm. Let's get all this figured out first, right? Once I've got this running well, then that, that management, that CEO, whoever that may be, that's going to be the face of the company that's going to be doing recruiting, can step back and let his company work a little bit. Um, and then just go out to the market. And I think it's really just, they're attacking different realtor bases. Um, you know, we had a good meeting with somebody last week, right? They're they're focusing and honing in on large, successful real estate groups and seeing, hey, who are your branches? Or are you guys interested in the mortgage industry? Do you have somebody here that would be an LO? And then net branch those guys out as well. Um, and just run that net branching model at, you know, however they need to. And, and, in the compliance that, that needs to be yeah. and one of the big things that they had brought up was how systematically right they're not scatter shooting you know they've got the methodology in yeah. the msas that are you know in the market groups that they know to be successful to to have more competitive rates than anything that those real estate groups are having in targeting them on a quarterly basis in order to bring them in yeah um and i that's bred a lot of success for these guys, as opposed to you know some of the other lenders that we hear about. And they're just any real estate agent that'll answer the phone. They're trying to talk to them, and what they're what they're finding is they haven't done any due diligence. They don't have any process around actually investigating to see how many agents, how many loans are those yep. agents even closing, et cetera. Yep. And then you've always got to have the value add, right? I mean, with realtors. I don't know how much you deal with realtors, Matt, but I mean, you know, you've, you've got to have a value add, right? I mean, what, what are you going to bring to the table so that we can do this business together? Yep. Um, you know, the, the days of uh, selling best rates, quick service, I mean, that's the get-in price these days, right? I yeah. mean, that's that's basic uh, sales 101. And, and um, you know, without having a value add, it's, you know, you guys were talking about recruiting. It's like... You see people that plant seeds and then expect the fruit to be there the next day, right? Like, no, it takes time. And and recruiting is not, hey, uh, I know you're looking. Why don't you come over here? Recruiting is like, what are your needs? What are you getting provided at your company that you love today? What are you not getting today that you don't like? Uh, and really establishing that and, and going, you know, really in on the, the relationship rather than just like, oh, I want you to do business with me today. No, you haven't done anything to show anything of value yet. You got to deliver that value constantly. Now, I think what you hit on, Nick, is you need to know what value they're looking for. And uh, I'm a big believer in social media, right? Uh, social media has drawn down the need for anyone to try to guess what their values are or what the needs are of the customer because they're putting it out there. Social media, if you're if you're targeting, if you're a loan officer targeting realtors, realtors love Instagram. They're on Instagram all the time. They're telling you exactly what they're selling, how they're selling, and who they're selling to. Use social media to your empowerment in order to say, okay, this particular realtor likes to work in this neighborhood at this price point. Know that going into it rather than shooting blind from the hip. No, and I, Matt, you and I have done this before, and I'm just thinking back to you know some of the calls that we did out in the desert, and uh, it's it's amazing how much information just 
we as professionals put out there on the internet and how quickly a Google search with that person's name and if mortgage, warehouse, secondary market, right? Yeah. Pulls up exactly that person, gives you their full life story, tells you what college they went to, how many kids, their dog's names, right? And now all of a sudden, you know, through your you know line of questioning, you're able to bring up a lot of the similarities and things that you know that they're already interested in and have that meaningful conversation. And I think that goes back to, you know, kind of, you know, planning your day, planning your meeting, um, you know, when you know what to talk about, or is it even a qualified individual? Right. Yeah. Is it even somebody that's, that's worth talking to or that we're going to have anything, or should we actually just stick straight to talking business because we have nothing in similar or in common or right Matt to your point that person isn't a good fit for my you know my my JD Kutri this one's better for you know so and so that's more analytical more introverted right like there's also yeah there's um there's uh there's no need for you well first of all about the social media right and I yeah. uh, I always talk about this is be sincere about it right like if the if the realtor loves uh cats and you absolutely can't stand cats don't wear a I love I love cats shirt to your meeting right I mean you got to be sincere about the things that you're talking about but society has given us the right to look people up and people put everything that they do, including last night's dinner, out on social media these days. And then second of all, you're absolutely right. It's also a good identifier if you're a good fit for that particular person or contact, right? Like Plaza Home Mortgage, we do a lot of great things at Plaza. There are some loan officers that just don't see the value in what we do. So why am I going to continue to run my head into the wall if I can't? show them the value that I have. Why continue to down that road if they're not ever going to accept the value that we deliver, right? Man, that's a huge point, right? That's a huge point and just being able to understand where you can fit um, and where it's going to work or not going to work. Um, you know, speaking of social profiles, I think I saw something in there that you may or may not be the best break dancer. <laughs> not break dancer. Breakdancing, uh, you can't really break dance when you get to my age, but I, I do know how to cut a, cut a rug every once in a while. If anyone ever sees me at a, anyone ever sees me at a, at a conference, you know, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the shuffle. We'll be able to dance it down. I, I, got, I got some moves. Well, guys, we're coming up on our, on our 25 minutes or 30 minute mark here. Um, any closing remarks on, you know, things that we should consider kind of takeaways for planning your day, planning your week? I think, you know, really just consistency, um, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, you, you can do it, you can do it for two weeks, you can do it for three weeks, but you've got to stay consistent. Um, you know, you've got to keep your head down and just, and just get to work. Right. Because as long as you can stay consistent with that schedule and, and stay consistent in those follow-ups and, and make sure you're sticking to it, you're going to reap the benefits one day. Um, no matter how long it takes, it's just, sometimes it's quicker for others. Uh, but, you know, anyone out there even just getting started in this industry, just stick to that schedule, right? Get your calls in, get your meetings set, keep at it, and it'll it'll come to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I know from the management standpoint, hitting numbers is a big, big takeaway for me for, you know, being able to effectively manage. 
I don't care how you get to your numbers, you know, whether it's you know, app sent, app received, we got, you know, agreements out, you've activated accounts, touches with account executives. I don't care how you get there, right? Just these are the requirements that we have. They're pretty basic. There's a way to get there through, a, you know, a weekly basis so that if you get to the end number at the end of the month, and then really we can dive into process, scripting, et cetera. Um, if those numbers aren't coming through, right? That means that me as the manager figuring out the best way to manage you, um, that's where I've got to work on it. I've got to help get you there, right? Um, otherwise, you know, the rest of it's going to follow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you can, someone, when I first started in sales, someone said, write down your to-do list and put a dollar sign next to the ones that are actually going to make you money. Right. And uh, sometimes it's as simple as that. Try to eliminate the time sucks that you have in your day. Make sure that you have goals and make sure that you're structured enough to have follow up to achieve those goals. It's really as simple as that. I mean, obtaining and reaching a goal is pretty simple if you just have structure behind it. Really is. It's as easy as doing that. And if you do that, you're already beating about 98 percent of the people out in the world today. 100%, 100%. I think I saw some stat like 80% of, of sales folks don't even follow up after the first call. Yeah. So it's like you're already there if you just do these these little things the right way. Just reach so. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you being on with us, Matt. We're certainly going to invite you um, to, to future sessions. It's always good to see your smiling face. Um, I'll, I'll, dance, I'll dance for you guys. <laughs> I uh, want to thank everybody uh, for joining us here on our podcast. Remember, um, please click the subscribe button. We're on all of the major platforms. Visit us at nondellinfluencerspodcast.com. Also, for any um, you know help on brokers making the transition, independent originators branching out, going out on their own, nondellinfluencers.com is a wealth of information. You can sign up for all of our getting started and all of the, the additional materials that we have on there. So thanks for joining us. Uh, see us next time. Thanks. Thanks.